Today on episode number 701 of the School of Podcasting. I'm uh, over products and partnerships. So, uh, but yeah, I'm one of the one of the co-founders on the team. That is Cole Raven. And if you've heard the phrase pod chaser and wonder what it was, well, we're going to answer that today. And we're going to also talk about a lesson I learned from my nine-year-old great niece. And that is sometimes different is better. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you start your podcast and grow your influence. My website, schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, you have a 30-day money-back guarantee. And the best thing about the School of Podcasting is you won't find a bunch of old, outdated videos that you would find on YouTube. So I get you going in the right direction. Before we get to our interview today, I want to point out that it is closing in on the end of the year. And if you haven't chimed in, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question for our question of the month. And that is... What is your absolute favorite podcast? The one that when it comes down on your app, you go, oh, I'm listening to that one first. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. We want to know what the name of the podcast is, where we can find it, and why is it your favorite along with your podcast, if you have one, what it's about and where we can find it. Again, find it schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I need that by December 27th. So that will make it into the very last episode of the year. Well, yesterday for me was Christmas. Isn't that fun? My brother leaves for Florida. And so it kind of depends on when he leaves. He's leaving next week. So I got together with my brother, my sister, and my niece, and my great nieces and nephews. And we had a great time and a lot of food which is kind of par for the course here in America. Where there is a holiday, there is food and cookies and things like that. And I'm going to share a lesson that my nine-year-old great-niece taught me. But first, I want to talk about the ultimate stocking stuffer for every podcaster. And that is you need a Scarlet USB interface. This is from the company Focusrite. They've now released a third generation And it's amazing because you think, well, it can't get any better. Oh, it is. And now they have over 3 million units sold worldwide. It doesn't matter how many inputs you need. You need one, four, eight, whatever it is. They have six different interfaces and you can pretty much come up with any combination that will fit your needs. And if you're a person that's like, "Mm, I'm worried about how I'm going to sound. You don't have to worry about that at all. We're talking superior quality makes you sound the best. And it works with every software you can pretty much think of and any microphone. It's super easy. You plug it in, you turn the knob until it turns green. If it turns red, yeah, you turn it down just a little bit. It's that easy. It's not like, oh, it needs to be this number and that. No, super easy. Plus on the 4A4 and above, they have this software called Loopback that allows you to record Skype or Zoom calls directly into whatever software you're using. And it's just, there's no workarounds. It's super easy. And now with the third generation, They've taken a feature that was only available on the super expensive stuff 
It's called the air feature and pressing one button, it adds just a little bit of presence, a little bit of brightness to your voice, a little crisper on those S's and T's, one button. So if you're a person with a a real bassy voice, it'll add just a little more clarity to it. Check it out and our show notes, just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 701. I've got a link right there. It'll walk you through picking the best unit for you. Thank you, Focusrite and the Scarlet USB interfaces for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. And my niece is looking at her two daughters and they said, hey, you guys have to open up these two presents at the same time. So already there's like a, well, this is different. And so she counted off. All right, you guys, three, two, one. They opened up these gifts and they start dancing around like they've won the ultimate Christmas lottery. The the squeals were high pitched. They were loud and they were genuine. And they're literally holding up the boxes over their head. They're dancing around. And I looked at my brother and I said, ah, what is it? And I'm expecting some sort of unicorn that poops cotton candy, I whatever. And my brother said, oh, it's Polaroid cameras. And I said, did you say Polaroid cameras? And he kind of raises his eyebrows and kind of like, I don't get it either. And said, yeah. And so I, I... I'm a person that kind of likes things to make sense. And the nine-year-old has some sort of Android. I believe it is. She has a smartphone, a smartphone that can take a gazillion pictures with much, much, much better clarity. And I couldn't believe it. And uh, so what ended up happening was this very weird time warp thing where the oldest one, uh, they got some film and she took a picture of her mom and and her boyfriend and i looked at the picture and it was the same lovely quality that i expected from like 1979 and it's weird because i don't believe my niece was born in 1979 i don't even think she was a twinkle in somebody's eye at that point and there she is and it looks like it's 1974 i don't know everything's kind of gray the colors are washed out and I'm going, and again, they're still giggling. They can't, they're, they're playing with the flash. And I'm like, how, how is this like the toy? And then my niece says, Oh yeah, they've wanted one of these for years. And I'm, I, my brain, I, I like logical things. I like one plus one equals two. And I'm looking at this going, okay, what else is under the tree? Are they going to give them an eight track tape while we're at it? I'm like, what? And so the oldest one goes, goes walking by and I I grab her and, and I said, I got to know, I go, what makes that camera so cool? And in true nine-year-old minimalistic kind of answer, she shrugs her shoulders and looks at me and goes, I don't know. It's different. And again, if you could see my brain, it's just going, I'm like, but the, you smart, what do you, uh, cause the, the, let's see, let's talk about the, so the picture quality is horrible. The cost of the pictures is, is much more like, much, like hundreds of times more expensive than shooting them on a smartphone. It's much, much harder to share the picture cause you have to pass it to somebody. And that was the other thing. She's like, oh, I'm going to get a scrapbook and I'm going to do all these things and put it together. It was like going to be a craft project. And I was just like, again, my brain is like, you you do know you can print out the pictures that are on your phone. 
And so I thought about it and I like, I guess in some cases, different is better than better. There's a book called How to Fascinate. I think it's just called Fascinate or Fascinate. It's by a woman named Sally, and I'm not making this up, Hogshead. Her last name is Hogshead. And I thought I had a bad name. I had five people in my family and we were named Jackson. So I've heard every Michael Jackson joke ever. I can only imagine what Sally has gone through. And she makes a point. She says, it's not enough to be the best leader if nobody follows you. It's not enough to be the most worthy politician if nobody votes for you. It's not enough to manufacture the best product if nobody buys them. And she says, being the best isn't enough if nobody notices or if nobody cares. And I was like, that's interesting. And she says, sometimes different is better than better. There's a great bunch of uh, series on Netflix called the one is the movies that I believe it's shaped us, shaped our lives. And one is the toys that shaped our lives. And I watched an episode on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now realize this is a child's toy. And one of those words is ninja, which is a hired assassin. So how do you take a hired assassin and make it kid-friendly? And they went to all of the different toy manufacturers, and they're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And like, what? It did. And so they actually found somebody to do it. The creators of it put out one comic book and thought, well, nobody's going to buy this because, well, you know, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is so, like, not like everything else. And they went on to make gazillions of dollars. They eventually sold the rights to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for $60 million. Why? Because sometimes different is better than better. So many times I've heard people start podcasts that have said, well, I was listening to this podcast or that podcast or that one over there, but they weren't talking about what I wanted to talk about. So they started a podcast talking about maybe the same subject, but in a different way. And it led to success. And when you see somebody, you're like, oh, I can't be like that person or that. Nobody's going to unseat so-and-so. You could say that about Coke, right? Who's going to like bump out Coke or Heinz in the, in the ketchup world or Gillette in razors or, or who's going to unseat Slack as a team chat? What you do in those situations, think about it. Okay. How am I going to compete as a cola? Well, you don't. You come up with something different that people will drink in, hence vitamin water. And that's now a whole different type of drink. It's different. Um, there's a company called, I think it's pronounced Sriracha. They define a new type of hot sauce. Uh, Dollar Shave Club came in. What did they do? Something different. Their ads were way different and a new way to buy razors and they made a dent. So in some cases, you're not going to be able, like, look, you can't out John Lee Dumas, John Lee Dumas, because it comes to him naturally. But is there another way to approach that same subject in a different way? In the last episode I just did, and thanks to everybody for the well wishes, I did episode 700. And I said, well, I always break format 
on these kind of landmark episodes. And I'm like, I've never done a lightning round. Now, for the record, I didn't even know what a lightning round is. I just know it's where you're supposed to answer questions quickly. And so I said, okay, let's do that. And I did. It was a different paced thing. I do a show that's different than this one called Your Podcast Consultant. Why? Because this podcast is usually somewhere between a half hour and an hour. And that one is nine minutes or less. Same topic, different approach. Why? Because some people got 30 to 40 minutes ride to uh, to the workplace in the morning, and some people got 10 minutes because they're walking the dog or they're washing the dishes and they want something simple. So keep this in mind going forward into 2020. It's nice to be inspired by these people that are having success in your genre. But let's look at you and determine what your strengths are and come up maybe with something that's just a little different that's going to have people go, oh, that's new. If you need help with that, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me. I'd love to brainstorm with you. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Speaking of doing things different, I actually did a listener survey this year. And one of the things that you said was, Dave, we kind of like it when you do interviews. And some of you said, hey, you know, there are all these things happening in podcasting. And can you help us figure out which ones are cool? And so with that, I went over to the folks at Podchaser. We're going to talk with Cole Raven about what is Podchaser and how you can use it. Here's my conversation with Cole. Let's let's start off. How long has Podchaser been around? It's been 2016 was when the original co-founding team got together from a Reddit post where uh, we decided to build Podchaser. And the original version of the website went up, I think it was mid-2017. So it was like June, July-ish of 2017 when it was still a closed beta and basically just a directory. There's a lot of podcast directories out there. It was basically just another directory at the time with some uh, with some big ambitions. So I guess you could say, you know, a couple of years to two and a half, three years. Like you just said, to start off as a directory, how would you describe it now? So if somebody goes pod chaser, what's that? I like to describe it as a backbone of metadata for the industry to enhance podcast discoverability. So we work directly with player apps and hosting platforms and other directories and we have this really robust database of credits. Um, we're the only unique source of all of this credits information for podcasts. So you can see uh, who was a host on any podcast. You can see who were the guests on the podcast and see full profiles for these people um, and uh, all the other shows that they appeared as a guest on. And then you can actually follow people. So uh, instead of just being able to subscribe to a podcast and get updates whenever a new episode is released. You can now subscribe to a person and get an update whenever they're a guest on another episode of a different podcast, or if they help produce something or edit something, or if they're a voice actor somewhere on an audio drama that you had never heard of. Um, now you can follow your favorite people and get updates about them. And then we also have ratings and reviews that are available on podchaser.com. That's uh, an alternative to asking for ratings and reviews on Apple Pie. Hey, it's little old me popping in here, and I don't know why, for whatever reason, when I recorded this interview, I did it over Zoom, and had I used Squadcast like I normally do, again, I just had a brain fart, I guess, 
This little thing here where Cole unfortunately dropped out, and we don't know what it was. Is it Zoom? Was it him? Was it me? It doesn't matter. They dropped out. Had I been using Squadcast, I wouldn't have that second and a half of blank space because it records things locally and then uploads it later. And that's why I like Squadcast. For more information, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Squadcast. Back to the interview. Views are displayed elsewhere. So places like the Radio Public website, uh, Captivate.fm's websites, and in the Player FM app. And it's going to be coming to uh, many other many other places here soon. Nice. And so if I'm Joe Podcaster, why would I want to sign up over here? Like, uh, Well, I think to put it in really simple terms, first, you should just you should want your podcast to be everywhere because you want people to be able to discover it in any app, in any directory. So if you're not on Podchaser, uh, why, why not? <laughs> I think is a good, a good first question. Something that most people don't know is we have this API and we're working with all of these different player apps and hosting platforms. So all of the data that you contribute to Podchaser. So whenever you go make your creator profile and add things like your guest appearances, um, we're building out this robust API and giving access to these apps to where if somebody searches for your name inside any of these podcast apps, they'll be able to see all of your relevant guest appearances. Even if you're not a host on a show, um, it'll, it'll go beyond just searching through the show notes. Um, I, I think that podcast discovery and search within most platforms isn't, isn't too great, especially um, in some of the, some of the big ones. <laughs> Dude, you are preaching to the choir. I, I, I swim in that pool every day. It's horrendous. <laughs> We're trying to solve that. So whenever you contribute your information to the database, which is really easy, doesn't take very long to do. Now you're in there and you'll be discoverable as we start to expand these partnerships and the Podchaser API is used um, across the industry. The thing I love about it is, and I just did a talk in DC and I said, if you could sign up for someplace and it doesn't cost you anything and it brings you one more listener, wouldn't you do it if it took less than say 15, 20 minutes. And I know it doesn't take half that to, to sign up a pod chaser. And most people said, well, yeah, I want that's, we all want more listeners. We all want, want more subscribers. So yeah, it is kind of like, why would you not sign up? And um, you mentioned ratings and reviews and boy, do podcasters love ratings. Well, apparently we did not get enough hugs growing up. We need ratings <laughs> and reviews. What's cause I know Apple has had issues with that where, you know, there are, now, like rating farms over in some third world country where you pay somebody to just sit there and review you all day. What's uh, how are you guys going to battle it? Because that's coming. I'm here to tell you, I've I I mean, back in the Stone Age at a website called battlingbands.com. And I went through every kind of voting script on the planet trying to find one that couldn't be hacked. And I just gave up. So what's uh, how are you going to battle the the onslaught of people trying to rig the uh, the reviews? I'm sad to say it's it's already happening mm-hmm. and it's already happened. Like it's just something where, um, especially for when it, when it's as open as we are, okay. and anybody can rate and review, anybody can create an account. Uh, it's it's going to happen. We've had you know people create five, ten, twenty accounts and. Fortunately, we have some pretty robust data monitoring on the back end, so we can we can start to recognize anomalies and detect it and automatically detect it and uh, do a little more research into it and see if it's real or fake or not. And I think that that's that's something that has been lacking historically uh, on 
other platforms and they haven't been very responsive. So anytime, anytime a podcaster or a listener or somebody reaches out and says, Hey, I think, I think something fishy is going on with, with this particular show. We, we uh, make it a point to look into it because data integrity is something that we care a lot about, especially as we're partnering with all of these other apps. It's extremely important that our data is 99.9% accurate, whether it's credits or ratings and reviews that are honest. Um, our partners are going to expect data integrity. And so it's something that we've highly prioritized with, with the money that we've raised. Yeah. Cause I see on the website, you've got, you know, top categories there and popular podcasts. Is this something where it's all based on reviews or is it number of downloads or number of subscribers, or is that even an algorithm you can say, because if you say it, you'd have to kill me. Uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. There's, there's a few different things that go into it. We, we do weight pretty heavily ratings and reviews. And, uh, so you can, you can start to climb the charts within a specific category on Podchaser If you ask your listeners for ratings and reviews and many of our categories, because SEO is something that we care a lot about as a company, 90% of our traffic comes just from Google. We get a lot of traffic to things like our category pages. So like one really popular one is our audio drama category page. So mm-hmm. if you go to that page, you'll see a lot of ratings and reviews and claimed podcasts and the charts move around a lot because those podcasts often ask for Podchaser ratings and reviews and they see a bump in listeners whenever they climb the charts on Podchaser because they've brought their listener audience to our platform. So we, we do preach that like, yes, you should, you should always ask people to uh, rate, review, subscribe, you know, wherever they are. And we're, we're hoping that that becomes ubiquitous just with, and just unanimous with, with Podchaser because you, it'll be everywhere. You won't have to go to podchaser.com. I think that's, that's something that we've kind of struggled with from the beginning is asking any listener to go create an account on a website, register, verify their email, leave a rating and then type a review and then share it. That, that's, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. And we, and we recognize that. I know how hard it is to, to rate and review um, a show like on, on Apple podcasts today. It's, it's extremely difficult, um, way, way harder than it should be. That's why we're opening it up to, to other apps to use. So like soon um, on player FM, for example, you'll be able to just as you're listening to an episode of a show, it'll ask you to leave a rating and review. And then you can quickly just hit, you know, four stars and type a quick review. And then that comes back to the Podchaser database. It's then shared with the rest of our partners. So that's how, where we see the, the future of it going, because I think that that's a tough thing for any individual platform to do on their own, unless you're Apple and own 50 to 60% of the market, <laughs> then you can get some pretty good data. Right. But for, for everybody else, we think that uh, it, it's more beneficial to kind of hold hands and, and work together to, to make ratings useful. Absolutely. And what are some other features besides, obviously I can go over and list my shows and things like that. What other fun toys can I play with when I uh, set up my Podchaser account? Uh, so we have lists and we, we think that uh, we've built one of the easiest ways to create and share and edit lists. So you can add, you can create a list of podcasts. You can create a list of episodes. Soon we'll allow you to create a list of things like creators. So you can share a list of people, but you can, for example, make a list of your favorite episodes of a podcast, and then you can add your own commentary or notes below each episode. You can give it a custom title and a custom description. And you can share that um, on on uh, you know whatever social channel you want. And then we, we come up with a nice pretty image that displays those episodes with some of the details of your list uh, you know, on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you share it. 
So that's that's something that's really powerful that that podcasters can make use of because we focus pretty heavily on SEO. If you make, for example, like a best of list for even Europe, your your podcast, mm-hmm. and just choose like the 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 most downloaded five or ten episodes and say these are the best episodes in my show, and then share that share that list out. You know that that's something that's highly shareable that will get people. Um, you know, at least somewhere to start with your show so they can listen to a few episodes and, and get a taste and see if it's something that they like. And then, uh, you know, even today, if you Google something like best episodes of my favorite murder or Joe Rogan or whatever, it's, it's likely that you're going to see a pod chaser list, um, directly on the, on the first page of Google. So it's a, it's a good way to just take advantage of, of the SEO that we've already built on the website. So list is, list is a big one. And then whenever you claim your podcast as a, as a podcaster, you can do things like uh, edit your categories. So if you're, if you're limited by the categories that the iTunes tags have given you, you can add new custom categories and more categories. So you show up in more places uh, on Podchaser. You can add tags to your show. You can create like a unique website badge that you can place on your website that displays your Podchaser ratings and reviews directly embeddable somewhere else. Nice. And yeah, there's a bunch of other cool stuff. If you go in there and claim your show, we, we give you a bunch of neat little tools in your in your settings menu for your podcast. Because I figured that it had to be stuff that you could embed to get it back to your website. Because as much as it's cool to go to podchaser.com, you know, if you've got people already at your website, it'd be nice if, uh, like, can somebody leave? Do they have to go to podchaser.com to leave a rating or can they do it right there on my website? Right now, you have to. That okay. is not what we want. Um, I would much rather. So we're making things like an embeddable player, embeddable lists. Um, that that badge, you'll be able to leave a rating in review directly mm-hmm. from from. Now we do have to attach that like to a Podchaser account because we have to protect again like the integrity of our data sure. and things like ratings manipulation. But uh, yeah, we're gonna. That's that's our goal in the coming years with uh, integrations and pod podcaster tools to make things like adding ratings, reviews, and credits. Uh, just much more, much easier. Nice. What uh, I know you'd mentioned that there are some partnerships coming, anything uh, that we've missed so far that uh, maybe new features that were just released and anything that's coming in the future that we should know about. That means about when this episode airs, we'll be going live with an integration with Omni studio. Hmm. So, and this is, this is a big one that I'm really excited about because uh, we're partnering with any hosting platform that's willing to work with us to add Podchaser credits directly to your episode whenever you publish a new episode. And that hits the Podchaser API and immediately gets added to your creator profile on your podcast page whenever you release that episode. So you don't even ever have to go to podchaser.com to update your credits. When this episode is published, for example, if you were an Omni user, uh, there would be a, a, f- a field whenever you are publishing the episode that just says credits or creators or Pachis or credits, you know, whatever the hosting platform platform ends up calling it, you would type in my name and that would hit the Pachis or API, give you a, uh, a suggested list of results. And you would just say, yep, that's, that's Cole Raven. That's the guy that I had on my show. Um, and then that would immediately add it to, uh, to Podchaser. So it's, it's as easy as whenever you're publishing an episode, um, you can, you can add your credits directly to Podchaser. So we're really, really excited about that. And we're going to be expanding that to other hosting platforms in, in 2020. Nice. The other question that I always love to ask, especially when everything is free, uh, how are you going to stay in business? It's, uh, it's really <laughs> cool. I love it. It's, it's, it looks like a great site. What, what I use it for, and I could see people using it for number one, 
is if you're doing an interview with somebody, here's a great way to go over, find that person. You can see exactly what other shows they've appeared on. So you can go and listen to those interviews so you can come up with a unique interview. So I love that from a, a podcaster standpoint. But I also, I went through and I found old interviews that I'd forgotten I was on. And I just did a search for me and found all these old interviews that I was on. So I went ahead and added those to my profile. And it looks, uh, it's a great ego boost when you go, oh, I've been on X amount of podcasts. <laughs> What's your business model? How's this thing going to keep floating? Uh, well, we're going to make original content that you have to subscribe to. And it's going to be four ninety nine a month. And I'm, I'm just kidding. We're not, we're not making any content. Okay. I was going to be like, because <laughs> in my head, I'm like going, oh no, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's start the clock. I'll give him three I saw, years. <laughs> I saw your head drop a little yeah. bit. No, <laughs> no, we're, we're not, we're not making any content or anything. And right now we don't. So we're, we're going through the process of fundraising right now, which actually by the time this episode is aired, we'll be closer to announcing the details of that. So we are going to be, beholden to investors to make money at some point uh, as any Bible business should sure. <laughs> right now we make a little bit of money from things like affiliate partnerships. So like whenever you add your, um, whenever you claim your podcast page on Podchaser, you can actually add merchandise, um, as a tab hmm. uh, on your podcast page. So if you want to do things like sell t-shirts or mugs or whatever, we, we have a partnership with T public where you can just copy and paste your store link and it will automatically populate on your Podchaser page. And so over a thousand podcasts on Podchaser have a merch store at this point. So we do get, you know, a little something from that. That's not right. Long-term or long-term strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Selling t-shirts forever, but uh, affiliate partnerships moving forward will be, uh, will be a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a strategy. So like we're going to be launching later this month, affiliate badges for hosting platforms. So on every podcast page, for example, it'll say like this podcast is hosted by blank and we'll link out to those, those places so that if you want to, uh, you know, start a new podcast with Blueberry or, or Libsyn or whatever, you know, you can, you can easily do that directly from any page on Podchaser. That's very near term. And that's more just to sustain us while we're building bigger, greater things. So What's coming next year, which is kind of the the culmination of everything that we've been building up until this point, is Podchaser Pro, and that will uh, be kicking off in the next few months. You'll start to see us talking about that and sharing landing pages to sign up for early access, and that is going to be it's going to be a big deal because we have this unique database of credits. So because we have all of this information now on hosts and guests and producers and editors and voice actors and composers and anybody who's involved in the creation of a podcast, uh, the next logical step for us is to connect those people. So if you are a producer looking for a job in podcasting and somebody like a network is posting an opportunity, you could apply using your Podchaser creator profile and say, here's my list of works. Go, go check it out. Go listen to it. Or uh, one thing that I'm personally excited about, because I, I don't have a podcast myself, but if I want to be a guest on more podcasts, we're building a data-driven marketplace that says, you've been on these 12 podcasts as a guest. We recommend that you're gonna, you should also be on these 12 and then connect those dots. So if you're a podcast creator looking for guests, you can mark that you're looking for guests on Podchaser. And then guests would say... I'm looking to be a guest on more podcasts. And then we, we kind of play matchmakers. So sure. it's, it's like, a, like a LinkedIn or an Indeed meets the podcasting world. So right now, what podcasters are doing is they're, they're 
DMing people on Twitter or reaching out on Instagram. You know, it's it's extremely inefficient. So right. we're going to be leveraging our database to uh, you know to build to build a marketplace that we hope is really really useful for people. Nice. If somebody wants to, like, okay, Dave, you've got me intrigued. Sounds like a fun place to be. I should probably be over there. What's involved if somebody wants to actually sign up at Podchaser? What's how long should it take? What do they have to do? Well, if you have Google or Facebook, it's as easy as uh, going to podchaser.com, clicking uh, the register button and clicking the Google or Facebook button, and then you're logged in and you're done. <laughs> and you can start you know, contributing. So it's, it's as easy as just going to the website, making an account. You don't need to download an app or anything. You can sign in using your email address if you want. And then we just verify your email uh, for the integrity of ratings data. And then you can start rating, reviewing, and following. And then... By the time this episode is released, we should also have things like OPML import and importing your Twitter contacts and Facebook contacts. So if you want to automatically subscribe to, uh, or we call it follow on Podchaser, if you want to automatically follow, you know, the the 700 podcasts that you subscribe to in Overcast or Pocket Cast or whatever, you can you can easily do that. And then whenever you sign up, we'll take you through a quick onboarding process so you can start following other users to get updates when they rate and review things. You can follow creators to see their guest appearances. But all of that should take you, you know, no, no more than a few minutes as a listener or a podcast creator. And then if you're a podcast creator, it's likely we actually already have your podcast in our database. Yeah. Um, but if we don't, you can just go to the menu and add your feed using your RSS feed or your iTunes ID. And then it goes through an approval process where we, we say, yep, you're good to go. And then it'll show up with, within a few hours, usually. And then you can claim it. And then once you claim it, then you unlock some of those tools I talked about earlier where you can create, you know, a custom website badge and add categories and do do those sorts of things. And where's the best place to go to keep up to date with as these updates come out? Where's the best place that they should be? You know, obviously podchaser.com, but is there a newsletter or is it a medium article or where where are you putting out most of your updates? Twitter is a big one. So we we tweet a lot. (laughs) Pretty active on Twitter. So anytime something new happens on the website. It'll definitely be posted there. But also whenever you make an account, you have an option to sign up for our email newsletter. Nice. We actually only send one out like every month or two. So like you're not you're not gonna get a lot of emails from us, um, only for the for the big important stuff. But both of those are great options. All right. Well, Cole, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to uh stop by and let us know what's going on over at podchaser.com. I know I'm going to be digging in deeper. The more I, I keep hearing all these things and it's like you know, I, I need to go over there a little more often than I, I have been. And uh, so I will definitely be uh, poking around a little more. I know um, you, you brought back, for those of us that remember MySpace, I love the fact that we have to pick a top eight. because <laughs> That's that, hard for most people. It's very hard <laughs> to say, because like the top three, it's easy. But when you start running, like when you get to number six, you're like, hmm, I got two spots left. And you're like... <laughs> Because then, you know, somebody's going to come along and go, what? I don't make your top eight. What's up? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I yeah, we saw we saw that Edison research thing that said, like, uh, yeah. the average podcast subscriber is has like seven, I think, seven yeah. shows that they subscribe to, something like that. So we're like, we'll make it eight. We'll make them. We'll make them pick one more than the average. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Now I'm going to dust off my musician hat here for a second when i was in a band here again you don't look at people always as competition you kind of partner with other people and so i was in a band called the sugar daddies we played uh, blues and swing and stuff like that and we thought we were pretty good because we were pretty good and there was another band 
that had a really phenomenal singer, and they were called the Blues Sisters as opposed to the Blues Brothers. And when we were not playing, we would go watch the Blues Sisters and vice versa. And so what was cool about that is we could see if they got a gig someplace, there was a pretty good chance we could get a gig at that place. And so what you might do, and this sounds evil, I need evil music here. You could actually go over and follow somebody who is your, can we do the air quotes thing? Someone who is your quote competition and see where they are being interviewed. Because if they were interviewed, there might be a chance that you could get interviewed over there. Now there's also a chance that they might go, oh yeah, we just talked about insert your subject with uh, so-and-so, we don't really need to cover it again, but maybe not if that's really the main topic. So that was one of the things I saw. I'm going to start playing with Podchaser a little more, especially now that they're integrating with different people and different services. It's going to be fun to watch here. And I don't see, I know they just got a bunch of money, so that's good. I don't believe they're going to be another Podcoin and go out of business in six weeks. So thanks again. It's going to be fun to watch. Thanks, Cole, for coming on the show. Links in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 701 for more information. All right, there's some big news in the Apple world, and I'm going to go high tech by just simply holding mine up to a speaker. Now, I'm going to be saying the A word from Amazon. So if you have one, you might want to shut it off. But the uh, the woman in the tube is now connected to Apple Podcasts. So I can say things like, Alexa, play your podcast consultant on Apple Podcasts. And she will ignore you. I'm having trouble getting that right now. Please try again. Okay. Alexa, play podcast rodeo show on Apple Podcasts. Getting rodeo marketing show, horse radio network from Apple Podcasts. Well, I would. The latest episode, rodeo marketing 50, rodeo marketing expert Kelly Trace, barrel racer, and video blogger Maddie Kemp. And while I would love to listen to Glenn, Alexa, stop. Alexa, play Ask the Podcast Coach on Apple Podcasts. Getting Ask the Podcast Coach from Apple Podcasts. Playing the latest episode, Is It Too Late to Get My Podcast Launched in 2019? Ask the Podcast Coach for December 7th, 2019. All right, so there we go. Alexa, stop. So, and that's me knocking things off my desk. And uh, so it's, as you can see, not perfect by any means, but also if you're thinking of a name, that whole like, oh, I'm going to call it the whatever, Mompreneur Station Nation, or it's going to be called the Dudespiration Show. Hmm. Not sure that's going to work, but that has come down. Also, I've heard where Apple now in beta is listening to your audio and transcribing it in the background, and that's going to be used in search because as you just saw, Apple search is still horrendous. And by that, I mean, it's really, really bad. So something to think about. Uh, Let's do this. Uh, Alexa, play episode 118 of Ask the Podcast Coach on Apple Podcasts. 
Lang asked the podcast coach from Apple Podcasts. Resuming the latest episode, is it too late to get my podcast launched in 2019? Alexa, stop. Again, it's a work in progress, but the thing that you're supposed to be able to do here, and I did in the Alexa app, I can go in and log in with my Apple ID. And in theory, then it, I would then pick up on my phone where the woman in the tube left off. So they've started this process as we've seen here. And I did this live. Not all the kinks are quite worked out. And speaking of kinks, if you'd like to launch a podcast without any kinks, without any hurdles, without any stumbles, it's super easy. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R when you sign up. Don't forget, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can join worry-free. I will give your money back if after less than 30 days you go, eh, this isn't for me. Check it out, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Thanks so much for listening. and I know. Again, don't forget about the question of the month, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. And I know last week I said, hey, we're going to talk about, is it too late to start a podcast? Well, we didn't do that this week. We're doing it next week. I'm still doing some research on that. So thanks so much. Everything we mentioned today, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 701. And until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. As her smartphone, it's more expensive than her fart, her fart phone. Wow, that's a whole new kind of technology. 